Now dig this, Matt. Y'all know I love stationery. Y'all know I love to take notes. I love to write. I love to write on paper. I love to write in notebooks. Matt, what'd you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, and I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a, like a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which I, is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem. That's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called NanoDots. With those NanoDots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you got a paper-like, and I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper, like, feels good on the iPad. Uh, They also make accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with, but getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, (laughs) that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a Paperlike on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for paper-like products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your Paperlike, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax, click Buy Paperlike, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January... Paperlike is also including their digital pro planner bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax to get started. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt Wilson, and I'm here by myself. I'm all alone. I'm doing this solo because Chris had a little bit of an illness, and I think he's doing fine. He is doing fine, but he's got a bit of a lingering cough, so he was not able to record with me this week. And he should be allowed to do that. I took time off for illness earlier this year. Chris had to do that this time. And so... 
I thought it would be nice. I didn't want to leave everybody with nothing this week. So what I'm going to do is review some comic books. Just one segment from the regular show. That's why I'm calling this a mini-sode of War Rocket Ajax. But let's talk about some comic books that came out last week, shall we? Let's kick things off with Justice Society of America number one. On the cover, it is touted as the new golden age. This is written by Jeff Johns, old old GJ, old Jeffy, with art by uh, Mikhail Janin, and uh, colors by Jordi Belair. Uh, some guest art in here by Jerry Ordway, Scott Cole, and Steve Lieber, and Brandon Peterson. Uh, guest colors by John Calise, Jordan Boyd, and uh, Brandon Peterson. Rob Lee on letters. And, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it, really. This book, okay, so we talked about the Stargirl series that Jeff Johns is also writing. I guess Jeff Johns is just on the, like, Golden Age-ish books beat over there at DC Comics now. And Stargirl, that was a good one. I liked that one. Chris liked that one. We jointly enjoyed that book. This Justice Society book, this is the this is the bad side of the coin. This the the Golden Age stuff in that soup that Stargirl book, it fit and it made sense and it was good. This is just a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> this is taking place, I guess, in a version of Earth 2. Certainly in an alternate future where Batman has died, uh, Bruce Wayne has died, and his daughter, Helena Wayne, who you may remember f- if you remember comics from 40 years ago, the Earth 2 of that time period, pre-crisis, Helena Wayne is the Huntress, and she has her own Justice Society team that includes Solomon Grundy, among others, uh, all all the the Golden Age characters who were brought back into existence uh, during the end of Flashpoint Beyond. So the, the daughter of the Golden Age Red Lantern, is there the son of the harlequin the mist icicle the oldest child of the first icicle but you'll quickly learn that none of these characters matter because they're all going to be dead before the end of this issue we're going to get some backstory about them we're going to get some backstory about the JSA and then they're all going to be brutally killed before uh, the issue is over. And and other characters, too. I mean, uh, Power Girl is there as well. Gentleman Ghost is there. None of them are going to make it until the end of this book. And 
then, by the end of all of that, Huntress is going to go back in time. She's going to get saved by her mom, Catwoman. And uh, she's going to go back in time to the 40s, because, of course, this is going to end up in the 40s. And, uh, and of course, Johnny Thunder is going to be there, because nobody loves Johnny Thunder like Jeff Johns loves Johnny Thunder. And it's just, to, to my eye, needlessly violent. Need, like, boy, who loves watching superheroes die? more than than old gj just loves it just loves doing it uh i'm i'm trying to remember who it is that actually kills the justice society in this is it like snapper car or somebody i wish i cared <laughs> i just don't I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> we'll probably read more of this Justice Society book and talk about it on the show uh, in weeks to come. Because, I mean, we're not going to be able to help ourselves. But again, Stargirl was good to do this other Golden Age sort of series with just a bunch of hero deaths and then going back into the 40s and having Johnny Thunder be there. That's just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Okay. You know what? That's enough. Uh, that's enough about uh, Justice Society. I didn't like it. It was bad. Chris and I... This was the texture's choice for this week. Uh, we both thought it sucked. Let's move on to Avengers Assemble Alpha number one, uh, written by Jason Aaron, with art by Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, and Alex Sinclair. This run on Avengers has been, I mean, really good. I mean, generally, very good. I, I love the prehistoric Avengers, uh, the Avengers of 1 million B.C., I love the Multiversal Avengers. I think the Multiversal Masters of Evil are uh, great villains. This is, is clearly the beginning of the end of the run on the book. Because uh, Avenger Prime is here. He's he's finally arrived. And uh, he's he's going to take on Mephisto. What this issue really is is just like just a big old punch 'em up. It's the the modern Avengers versus the prehistoric Avengers. It's Avenger Prime versus a bunch of Mephistos. It's the multiversal Avengers trying to get there to get involved, but they can't quite arrive on time. Uh, it's it's a lot of setup for what will actually be the big final battle that will take place in uh, the Avengers books. Uh, I, you know, I think this is again like the kind of culmination of the story, and I assume 
the next two parts in Avengers and Avengers Forever will also be uh, big fights. I, I liked this fine. I, I think this is, you know, the next logical step in the story. If you had to take down uh, Starbrand Hulk here, prehistoric Starbrand Hulk, uh, to show that the power and strength of of the the multiversal masters of evil. But by the same token, it's it's not quite as compelling as some of the other stories in the run so far. Uh, the Ghost Rider cliffhanger is pretty cool. I gotta say, the Brian Hitch art isn't necessarily doing it for me here. Uh, I used to love Brian Hitch on Ultimates when I used to like Ultimates. <laughs> <laughs> or I fooled myself into liking that book for a while. Uh, it, it does not wow me here. I mean, there's some big crowd shots that are pretty cool. Um, he sure gets a lot of figures on the page. But compared to, say, a George Perez, who also draws a lot of figures on a page, uh, or, or drew a lot of figures on a page when he was doing Avengers books, uh, you know, gotta say, uh, the George Perez stuff was, was better. I, you know, it's, 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 I remember the Brian Hitch art being so detailed, like back during the ultimates days or even during the, like the authority days. And this is like both detailed and weirdly, there's just something weirdly off about it. I know a lot of it is like photo referenced, but it's it's like the the body body positioning is just a little bit off or something. I don't know what it is. Um I bet though that I'll like the art better in the next two issues of Avengers. Uh Avengers and Avengers Forever. Uh because the art on those books has been great. And uh and I'm looking forward to those. I, I am looking forward to seeing the end of this story. And I'm excited for this Jason Aaron run on Avengers to kind of like come to its its big conclusion. Because it has been building and building and building for, for quite a while. So, a uh, mixed bag, I think, in Avengers Assemble Alpha, uh, number one. I... I don't know if there'll be like a bookend another like Avengers for assemble Omega or whatever, but uh, we'll see. And I'll read them, uh, whatever the the books are to come, because I got to see what happens with uh, doom prime. Uh, you know, this is one of the most interesting versions of Doctor Doom, for sure. And uh, he is probably the highlight of the book for me, if for no other reason uh, than how he deals with Agamotto uh, in a sort of poetic way. Uh, and then also the way that he deals with Starbrand Hulk is is pretty great, too. One last comic I want to talk about is Strange Number 8 by Jed McKay, Stefano Landini, Marcelo Ferreria, and uh, Roberto Poggi, uh, who 
Stefano Landini is doing the kind of flashback art in here because a big chunk of this issue is a flashback about Stephen Strange teaming up with, I think, the great character find of 2022, Pandora Peters, director of Wand. I love the idea of Wand. I don't think Wand existed before this. I could be totally wrong. I'll look it up right now to make sure. Uh, But the idea of Wand, the wizardry, alchemy, necromancy department of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, no, it's from Thunderbolts. Okay. And I suppose Pandora Peters is from that as well. Uh, Yeah. So, okay, Wand dates back to Thunderbolts Annual Volume 2, Number 1. Uh, which was a Ben Acker, Ben Blacker creation. Uh, so this is not the creation of Wand, but clearly Jed McKay is doing something with Wand because apparently, according to the Marvel database, nothing had been done with Wand since that one appearance in that Thunderbolts annual. So clearly Jed McKay is taking that one appearance in that Thunderbolts annual and turning it into something and making Pandora Peters into like a key part of the Marvel Universe. And I love that. I, I mean, you know, Chris and I have talked about this a bunch. We love any part of the Marvel Universe where there's an acronym. WAND being the acronym. Ah, love it. Pandora Beaters being the director of it. Love it. Let's see. Let's see where else Pandora Peters has appeared. Because I would be willing to bet she has only appeared in that one Thunderbolts annual and uh, these issues of Strange as well. It's well, it's a little hard to tell, but because there aren't listed appearances on uh, on the Marvel Wiki, but I would be willing to bet that Pandora Peters. Oh, here we go. No, there are listed appearances. Four appearances. She is in Thunderbolts Annual Volume Two, Number One, and the and this Strange series, and that's it. So, that checks out. So, okay, Jed McKay did not create Wand, but he's clearly making something out of it. And I love that. So, back to the what's going on in this issue. <laughs> this is a story all about how Doctor Strange, pre-death, and Pandora Peters went on a mission uh, to a prison where everybody had been infected with a virus because of cryptocurrency. (laughs) And uh, you know what? That's pretty funny. Like, the idea, generally, is that all these computers, all these servers, are operating at very high capacity at all times for the purposes of cryptocurrency. And what if a wizard, what if an evil sorcerer infected those computers with a spell and those computers were 
being used essentially as prayer wheels at all times, uh, all the time that they were operating. It, it, it could create like a mass uh, possession situation, which is what's going on uh, in the in the prison. And Doctor Strange has to figure out a way to take care of that. And we'll turn. We'll find out that this is like a huge part of the plan of the blasphemy cartel, who will we have discovered is formerly all the agents of Wand uh, before Wand disbanded. And so now Pandora Peters is teaming up with Doctor Strange, who we found out was the Harvest Man who's appeared in the series up to now in a mask, as well as uh, Clea, the current Sorcerer Supreme, and Wong. And uh, that's where we leave things. But the whole crypto angle here is so funny. (laughs) I love this book. I love this strange book. Uh, Like, I've been a fan of Jed McKay ever since we kind of got clued into him a while back. But the strange stuff in particular has been my favorite stuff of his because it was, you know, death of Dr. Strange that really clued me in to his writing. And I feel like strange has been a great continuation of it the whole time. Uh, So even though, you know, Jed McKay's other work, you know, black cat and, and other things uh, has been really good. This strange book has really been the highlight uh, of his work for me. Even compared to you know Moon Knight and other books I can't think of of his that I have read, but uh, yeah, Strange is is super super good. The whole idea that the one contingency that the Blasphemy Cartel didn't think of being Clea, uh, which is a huge plot element here, excellent. Uh, I think the art in here is really good, both in the flashbacks and the kind of present day parts. Marcelo Ferreri, I think, has been kind of the artist on the present day parts of this book, or the book in general, uh, from the start. And uh, I really do like the look of it uh, in here. So uh, that's a good one. Strange, number eight. Really liked that one. And uh, that is a book. I will read as long as it keeps coming out. And those, folks, are my comics reviews. I hope you enjoyed them. I think we will be back with a regular episode next week. I'll go ahead and tell you, we read Groonies for this week, and we just couldn't manage to record Uh it was going to be too much trouble to edit out coughing, and, and uh, it just was not going to be worth trying to record. So we will most likely be doing those groonies uh, on the show next week. I can tell you, if you want to get ready for that, that the issues that we're going to be reading are going to be Captain America number 408, which is the epilogue to the Cap Wolf saga, through... Captain America 413. Uh, So it's going to be six issues, uh, which we typically do. We're going to be going into 1993. And uh, 
those are those are the ones you're gonna be reading if you're gonna keep up with us uh, with our with our run of reading the Mark Grunewald run of Captain America. If you would like to support War Rocket Ajax and help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash warrocketajax to kick in as little as $1 a month to support our regular Ajax episodes weekly, every story ever monthly, comics catch-up. I think I have an idea for what we're going to do for comics catch-up this month for December. Uh, For Movie Fighters and Snack Situation, all that stuff is made possible by your support on Patreon, so if you can support us, uh, please do. If you want to email us, we're at warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send every story ever lists and other correspondence. You can also send us questions on Tumblr, warrocketpodcast.tumblr.com. We're on Twitter for now at warrocketpod. We have a Discord that you have to be invited to be a part of, so ask us for an invitation on Patreon or on Twitter or on Tumblr. Or you can email us uh, looking for an invite, and we'll get you an invite to our Discord. WarRocketAjax.com is our website, which has every episode of the show. It'll take you to our Zencaster page, which has all of our episodes on it, uh, dating back 13 years. Can you believe it? 13 years. WarRocketWiki.com is the fan-run repository of all things WarRocketAjax. You can find lots of information there about the show, so go check that out. If you want to find me and my stuff, I'm at mattdwilson.net. That's where you can find links to all of my written material that's been published, my comics, my books. You can find links to my social media accounts. I should probably put a link to my Hive account, which I've been somewhat active on until they shut down the servers, but I think it's back now. Either way, it's it's the Matt D. Wilson, just like I am on Twitter. Uh, not really using Twitter very much anymore. Using Hive a little. So if you want to check me out on Hive, uh, that's where I am. The Matt D. Wilson there. You can find Chris, who hopefully will get well very soon. Uh, you can find him at uh, the-isb.com. That's his homepage with all of his stuff on it. See you next week, everybody. Hopefully it'll be a regular episode. Hopefully we'll get catch-up out to you pretty soon. The November Every Story Ever special. We'll make ourselves do it and uh, get that out to you as well. But uh, again, didn't want to leave you empty-handed this week. So I hope you liked my uh, one-man solo comics reviews. Chris will be back very soon, and uh, I'm sure you'll be happy to hear his voice. In the meantime, I love you. Remember, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, abortion rights are also human rights, and cops aren't your friends. So long.